0: Welcome to a Christmas Special Episode Two Hundred and Thirty Two. It's two three two. It's the ENS Wolves Podcast. It's time your host Nathan Judah. I'm here with Santa himself, bringing all the presents. Mister Liam Keane and his sack. How's it going, <laughs> Liam? Well,
1: according as your tweet, I'm Scrooge, not Santa. So make your mind up.
0: Well, you know, you know, you, some, sometimes you can be a little bit, a little bit frosty. Another times, you know, you you're a jolly old good fellow. I'll take that. I think that's yeah, you'll probably, take that. I, I, think that's think that's take I mean you can't there. you can't grow a beard to be fair for you to to save your life, but at the same time, you know, I think that you can be you can be a pretty pretty nice pretty nice guy, a jolly guy from time to time.
1: I can grow a mean, mean
0: goatee. <laughs> <laughs> um Of course that was a theme tune from Probably the best Christmas movie of all time, Liam. I
1: was, I was, yeah, no idea mate.
0: What? <laughs> so I've, are you joking? This time you're joking.
1: <laughs> I recognise the tune, but I couldn't tell you what the film it is. Eh? I'm being no. deadly serious.
0: One and a half thousand people of the, on average four thousand people listen to this have have a- already turned off, mate. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding I me? I definitely know the tune. That choice. is massive. Like, your, your street cred is completely gone. I definitely recognise it. Do you want to give it to you again?
1: Yeah, go on. Let's have it again.
0: Oh come on, mate. You're better than this. You're better than I'm this. I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I definitely know the tune.
0: Liam! Don't do this to me! No, I definitely know the tune. We're two minutes into this podcast, don't do this to me.
1: I know the tune. But I. Yeah. I definitely know it, I've heard it it somewhere before. This is meant to be helping me. Yes! Wait, wait, it's coming to me now. Come on! It's the Grinch. (laughs) I give. I I, I (laughs) give. I
0: completely give up.
1: I actually genuinely thought I was right then.
0: Where's Edwards? Get Edwards on here.
1: Oh, don't be like that.
0: Oh, mate. It's Home Alone.
1: You are joking. I'm not... I, I, I swear to you... I It's watched Home, Home Alone. Alone. No, I watched Home Alone last night.
0: Oh! I, I'm actually not even God. joking.
1: I watched it last night.
0: This is absolutely grim. What? How have I not
1: got that? I literally watched it last night.
0: Are you joking?
1: I shouldn't have admitted that.
0: Mate... Mate.
1: Yeah, that's. No wonder I recognised it. I watched it about 12 hours ago.
0: <laughs> Come on.
1: A bit more than 12, actually, to be fair.
0: That's astonishing to me. That's absolutely astonishing. I don't know what you've done there. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> yeah, Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I, I'm, I'm just absolutely staggered, mate. Um, best Christmas movie? I mean, that, that was my section next, but I mean, you probably don't know any, so that's kind of pointless. <sighs> nah. I'll tell you what. Uh, Home Alone. No, crack don't give me crack, that. Cracking film, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Cracking film. Yeah.
1: First, first time I've ever seen it. That was, that was a joke. That was a joke. I just wanted to you know, put it out there. That was a joke. I've seen it plenty of times. Great film. Um, no, I, I can tell you what my favourite Christmas movie Go on, is. Go and on, this, this is a, a childhood thing that I've carried through into my adult, well, through my adolescence and into my adult years.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> a Muppet's Christmas Carol.
0: Oh, yeah, mate. It's up there. It's my number one. Top film. Yeah, great film. film. Great film. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the one for me. A little bit of Michael Caine. Can't beat it. Oh, yeah. Reserve the Rat. (laughs) Shit. There's a bit of a a likeness there. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You do look a bit like him. Hey. Uh, Home Alone 1, 2. Yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol up there. Nightmare Before Christmas. Classic.
1: Never seen it. Oh, shut up. I'm being deadly serious, but I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I've I've obviously seen The Grinch.
0: Polar Express. Yeah, that's decent. It's decent. For me, underrated film. I'm going to call it a film. It's it's a short. It's about half an hour long, but still great. The Snowman. Classic.
1: I've definitely seen it, but it's been a long time since I've seen
0: it. Walking in the Air, The Snowman, animation. Are you okay now?
1: No, no, I've seen it. It's
0: just been a long time. I mean, it's... It's devastating for a child watching it. Absolutely devastating when he melts in the morning. Spoiler alert! Sorry. <laughs> but, um, oh god! Right. Everyone's gutted mate. <laughs> so it's
1: so like a lot of duty. Everyone's been clinging onto that one for ages, uh, waiting uh, for the big, uh, uh, the big reveal. Oh
0: uh, dear! Bad Santa. Oh,
1: I know what it is, but never seen it.
0: Okay, this is this isn't going well. Oh, Sc- gremlins.
1: Yeah, Gremlins is pretty good.
0: Scrooged.
1: I don't think we've seen that. I don't even
0: know what oh, it is. Oh, mate. You've got to watch Scrooge. Bill Murray, 80s. Absolute classic. Brilliant. It's like a different take on A Christmas Carol. Very, very good.
1: Nah, never seen that. Okay. <laughs> it's die-hard A Christmas
0: film. Question for you. Absolutely not. Terrible. Absolutely it's good film. It's not. good film. 100%. No, it's a fine franchise. It's a fine franchise, but it's not Christmas film for me, mate. If I'm if I'm on Christmas Eve and I've got my I've got my socks and I've got my Christmas jumper on and I've got my mince pie and, and, and a hot chocolate, I'm not putting Die Hard on.
1: Well, but Gremlins is a Christmas film.
0: Gremlins is a Christmas film, mate. It's set at Christmas time.
1: When's Die Hard set?
0: Oh, kind of, it's just snowy, isn't it? Really, no, they it's talk about it being thriller. Christmas, yeah, but it's not, it's not, it's not a Christmas, so I feel like Gremlins is a bit more, Gremlins is tenuous to be honest, but not as tenuous as Die Hard. <clears throat> you need to just watch Home Alone 1 and 2 again. And don't watch Home Sweet Home Alone because that's an absolute disgrace. Wow, I was just about to mention this. Oh, so
1: man. I was on. I was obviously watched Home Alone last night, and it was on uh, Disney Plus. Saw the other ones there next to it. And it's, I saw that one, and I saw your tweet about it from a few weeks ago. It was your tweet, wasn't it? Am yeah, was my thinking? Yeah, yeah it was your tweet. Yeah, it was,
0: hor- it was, horrendous. was it that? Was it that bad? It was one of the worst pieces of <laughs> filmmaking, acting producing that ever seen in my entire life. I'm embarrassed that the Disney Channel have even got it. And the fact that you've got Disney Plus shows, shows your wage packet, by the way, that you can afford an extra four ninety nine a month. <clears> I mean, wow, yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> yeah. um, well, you know, I'm yeah. going to make
1: this very clear quickly. It <laughs> is uh, my... Partner's mother's account, I and mean, we uh, may may, well, may or have... may not be logged into it.
0: So you're stealing, basically.
1: Yeah, and also my sister's got Amazon Prime, which I use that. My mother's got Netflix, I use that. My mother's wow. Sky, my mother's Sky Go, which I use oh. through, through my PlayStation. I don't even pay for my own TV. Uh, yes, I, I pay for a TV license, by the way, just in case you know, <laughs> just in case, just in case any authorities are listed. Just not your taxes. Uh, yeah. I, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not talk about that in public. Um, I do, honestly, I do.
0: Uh, well, well, I tell you, has, has to pay her taxes now. A lot, the missus, British okay. citizen, mate. Congratulations, Thanks. Alana. Oh, Excellent ah, fair news. Fair play, fair play. So, yeah, it's these, um, you, can only, you can only become a British citizen after like five years in the country um, of living permanently after marriage. So every year you have to go through your solicitors and you have to uh, keep on going and paying like a lot of money to be in the country until like the fifth year, which actually is the sixth year now because of COVID and restrictions and delays and stuff. And, and now she's she can get a British passport, so she's dual citizen, mate, which is which is great. So I wasn't at the ceremony you could, because of COVID. You could, she was the only person in there. You have to have like a one-on-one with this registrar kind of person, this little room. And uh, I was just waiting in the car park, and this is the best bit for me when she was telling me about it. So she does it, and the guy actually kind of like formally announce it, like "Welcome to the." Um, unveiling of, you know, the British citizenship for Alana Benza, like like there's loads of people in the room, but it's literally just her. And she does all the regalia and get certificate and signs on the dotted line and she's had to pass like loads of crazy questions and tests and stuff like that in pre about six months ago as well, which we wouldn't get to be British citizen. Like I could probably get two out of twenty. Ridiculous questions, but anyway. <laughs> she does that and then blah de blah, documents and documents and documents. The best bit of the whole ceremony was that At the end of it they have to this old guy and alana have to stand there and then he goes to the cd drive and he presses play and they have to stand for the national anthem just them two in a room (laughs) oh can you imagine the cringe brilliant which by the way she doesn't know the words properly yet which isn't great for a british Although well, listening listening to it on a sports day, I, I feel like quite a few of the uh, quite a few of the English the English peeps I don't know it either. I
1: will tell you what, the English national anthem is it's a great. An- I say the English, the United Kingdom national anthem is a great mm. national anthem. It's
0: it's it's good.
1: I think it's up there.
0: It, it's up there. the The American ones very they're very passionate about that. Yeah, the Americans like are
1: pretty good one. I will tell you what, the French. But is it's a good long. One.
0: It's long though.
1: Yeah, the French got a good tune to it. As a good What's one. What's the French one? Dun, 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 dun. No, that's American. Uh, I don't know now. What? Should I get it up?
0: I don't know, Kido. You've gone for me. No Home Alone. No French National Anthem. I mean, I think... I do know it. Riddles. It's good.
1: Right. No, stay there. I'm getting it up now. Okay.
0: You've got, <laughs> you've got five seconds of radio silence before I before I move on.
1: It's good up. Here we go.
0: Three. <laughs> Wait. Two.
1: Wait. Here we go. Okay, I don't remember this intro, but I'm sure I'm sure it's right. good when we get to it. It's a
0: good thing I prepare this podcast and not you. Right, boys, there's
1: only five minutes left, so just hang fire.
0: You 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 you're literally. I'm losing them. Here. I'm losing them. losing them. You're losing them. Three, two.
1: Okay, that was rubbish. Sorry, wow. I might be I might I might be wow. thinking of another country. I, <laughs> I swear, think
0: you, thinking, think you should be thinking about another job with you for being ten minutes of this podcast. I'll be honest. <laughs>
1: Oh well, you guys, I can't get rid of me now. I'm set in stone.
0: <laughs> uh, nil-nil against Chelsea. Uh, set in stone, absolutely, one hundred percent. I, I don't know about you, but I get more and more pleased at this result. the 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 more the the days go by. To be honest, I, I know, I know, I know. A lot of people say they were there for the taking, and. You know, you look at Chelsea's first team that played on that game, like, there's probably seven or eight first team starters in there, regular first team starters. And Wolves were the better side for the majority of the first half and, and could and perhaps should have scored. Um, and look, second half, I thought Chelsea were the better side and came back into it, and, you know, as, as expected for a top three club. But a point, Liam, on the back of Brighton and with Watford to come, for me, was a very good result
1: well, what did I say in our video after the game? I, okay, said, we, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 about to tell you, I said, in hindsight, for a lot of people, this will look like a much better point than it does right now. And that was you know, immediately after the game. Uh-huh. And you've just proven me right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we didn't plan this. Um, yeah, I think it was a, a a pretty good point. Yeah, you know, they could have scored. the Padet's goal that obviously was disallowed. Dendonka, big chance. Uh, should have done better, definitely. Um, and you're right, they were better first half. Second half, you know... Chelsea adapted tactically Wolves sat off them a, probably a little bit too much that they've been guilty of a few times this season. Um but overall, you know, they're the, you know, they're the European champions. Mm. Chelsea, they've got a a ridiculously good side regardless of the, uh, you know, the covid issues they had. And um I mean, look at the bench as well. I know they only had six players on there, but they were very good players. <laughs> decent players, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's you know, it's not like um it's not like they had everyone missing. Uh and yes, it was a better time to play than it would be in maybe a month's time. But still, you know, you have to play who's in front of you, play what you have. And um, I thought Wolves did a did a pretty good job. And he, and you have to, I think the biggest stat for me is restricting them to one shot on target. Yeah. That, for me, I think is, is great. Now, don't get me wrong, Chelsea, although I think are a very good side, I think they will definitely be top three this season. I think they are not anywhere near as good as Liverpool or City with the ball. Um they're probably better defensively than both of them actually if I'm honest but I don't think they're anywhere near as better offensively or with the ball as those two sides but Wolves still restricted them to, to very very little and it was that one Pulisic chance in the second half that Jose saw pulled off a superb save um, with, his, with his left arm that was you know uh, a draw saving save and uh, that was the only shot on target they had other than that Wolves' defence were virtually impenetrable they were brilliant
0: yeah, they've been magnificent, haven't they? I mean, each each one of them, to a man, w- w- was superb. A little bit of a little bit of a surprise with 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 Kiana Hoover coming into the side, Liam.
1: Yeah, I think so. And um, you know, speaking to Bruno afterwards, it was it was tactical, according to him. Um, but I think we also could expect it at some point. You know, we'd speaking to him at the beginning of December. You know, looking at the the amount of fix they've got in the short space of time and the types of teams they're playing, he was always going to. Make those changes at some point. And I expected Hovard to come in for a game. Um, I wouldn't have guessed Chelsea at home, uh, but I, but I definitely would have expected him to come in for Smedeto at some point. So it's good, um, it, it is yeah. good,
0: isn't it? And, and I can remember him coming in last season at Man United, uh, actually, and doing a really good job there. I think it was him and and, and also um, Nori came in from nowhere, and both of them I thought did really really well on uh, at wing back. Now I think that. Does bode well, Liam? When you think, okay, I know he's out injured at the moment, been very, very good, but the fact that Hoover came in and the fact that Marcel, I thought, had a, had, a, had a, another decent, solid game as well. Yeah. Um, and look, this is what they brought Marcel, Marcel for. Maybe not necessarily to start in the starting line at week, you know, week after week after week. But if he can stay fit, and that's a big if, then this is perfect for you know when one of them gets injured and before Johnny comes back, you know, that he can dovetail in pretty seamlessly at that left wing back slot or. Left centre back potentially uh, in in January, depending on on Afcon etc. That's that's invaluable to Wolves. So I think that was a nice takeaway to come out of that game. Not only just was a great point, but the fact that you've got Marcel on the left and you've got Hoover on the right, and you've got those, you know, you've got against Alonso and James and and these types of players was actually very very credible.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the key word is competition, isn't it? It's what Bruno's been talking about for months now, and uh, I think um, to see them both come in and and do well. It's testament to the competition they need and uh, they want, and, and it's good for the squad certainly. Hover came in, uh, you know. You have to remember it was after the hiccup against Liverpool when he came on for those two minutes at the very end. That's um, worth putting it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was quite a polite way. Um, he's come back in and I think has had a, a solid game. I don't, I don't think it's been anything spectacular, but I gave him a seven in the ratings. I thought it was pretty solid. Defensively, did well. A couple forays forward, uh, particularly that one that he took Alonso on on the outside and and got into the box in that second half. You know, think he did pretty well. Marcel, similar. You know, he's he had a a good start to the season, a very good preseason, good start to the season. Went off the boil a bit, got injured. Ainhoa came in, has been. Bar Burnley has been pretty much brilliant in every game. Um, So for him to come back in and have a by all accounts, a good game at Brighton. Obviously, the game I missed, but then I thought he was very good against Chelsea. You know, he, he put that ball on a plate for Jimenez and Podence for the the goal that was disallowed, which is something he didn't really show beforehand. He was he was struggling, I thought, going forward, and, and he showed a lot more, I thought, in this game. And yeah, I think for him to to come in and, and just be pretty industrious, pretty solid defensively, not really give much away, particularly against the player as you mentioned, like Reece James, who I think is a top top draw player. Um, for him to keep him pretty quiet, uh, alongside Roman Sartre, of course he didn't do it on his own. But to, for him to do that, I think is a uh, is testament to him as well. So yeah, it's, it's good competition. They need it, um, particularly with Eight Nori injured, Semedo, um having some very good games coming in and out of form. Arguably with with one or two that haven't been quite as uh, quite as good. So um, that competition is important, and I'm glad for Hover personally, just because he's you know he's a young lad. You forget how old he is; he's still only nineteen. Um, you forget how old he is. He, uh, you know, he. I think he was obviously upset about the Liverpool situation. So for him to come back in, I, th- I think, have a good game is um, it will only do him the world of good as well.
0: Yeah, very good. And uh, like you say, it, bo- it bodes well going forward. One thing I wanted to discuss with you as well was with the forwards. And, and look, Raúl doesn't see himself at this moment in time, does he? Do you think? Has he gone off the board a little bit, or am I being harsh? Is it, no, I is think that's fair. Chances,
1: I think that's fair. I think, well, I think start of the chances is also a point. I think you have to, you know, in the context, put that into it as well. But he, he's not quite on it. Um, no. I think you saw the games like the West Ham game recently, Everton as well. Um, but I think those games around that time, he was, I thought, getting back to his best. Gone off it a little bit. I think that's probably to be expected as well, considering the injury he had and um, getting up to up to speed. Not only.
0: I just thought that rest might have been good for him, you know, with um, after being sent off and, and then missing the Brighton game. That maybe he might have been a little bit, you know, I don't know, ready to go and a little, a little bit more refreshed. And I guess I didn't see it, but you know, like I say, you can only they didn't create too much Wolves going forward, I guess, and and so you can only you know do with you know do do what you can when you've got the ball, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's true. He, he needs more, doesn't he? He needs more service. I think. Um, I think he needs a, a midfielder to to sort of stride towards him with the ball, someone to, to play one twos with, you know, feed the ball out wide and him get on the end of something. But at the same time he's um you know, it's they they're not creating, but he's not quite having the same influence in and around, you know, occupying those centre arms like he like he normally would. Um and then you look at the goal that was disallowed as well, he he has to stay on side there, I think, because mm. He's in line. He's sort of looking down the line almost um, from the angle he's at, where the way the ball comes in and the, the timing of the run. He needs to stay on side, and it's not like it's close either. He's a good yard off as well. Um, not <laughs> excuse me. Not only that, he's also totally missed the ball with his uh, with his shot. I mean, I know it wouldn't have counted anyway, but um, it's those those sort of small details, uh, and not you know, arguably those small details cost balls of goal. So yeah, it's just the. It's not quite clicking for him at the moment, but I think he has shown it this season. So there, are, there have been games he has he has worked. So it's not three, like it's not there.
0: Three goals in seventeen games, seventeen and a half appearances, Liam. It's not. Um, it's definitely not what Wolves want. And and, and I guess is you know he's such a huge focal point in this team for goals and assists. I think only a couple of assists this year as well. But massive. You know, if, if Wolves are going to score goals, then then Raul Hillner is likely to be involved in at least half of them so it kind of just shows really when he has only scored 3 this season why why that is the case there's a lot of talk about Fabio Silva at the moment and obviously Bruno has not played him you know is is probably thinking well is he good enough or he needs more time and developmental stages in training and with the 23s for him to be able to trust him and I, and I get that I completely get that Fabio Silva did pretty good last pretty pretty well last year. And I'm not for any instance saying bring Fabio Silva into the side and start him. But what I am gonna play devil's advocate of people saying it's a waste of money, blah de blah blah de blah and look, whether whether or not he's gonna be worth that kind of money, I think is it is, is, is a there's a massive question mark over it. I completely I completely get that. But if you'd started Fabio Silva for seventeen games this season and he scored three goals then I think a lot of people would be like, "Get this kid out now." He would have been. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously yeah. Raúl Raul, Raul is absolutely talismanic, and he's going to go forward, and we'll probably play the rest of the games, and we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll at least get into double figures this season, and, and because we know the pedigree. But I'm saying if the boot was on the other foot, and you'd put Fabio Silva in Raúl's position, and he'd had that, um, you know, that that comeback so far—three goals and two assists—and I think a lot of people would be questioning, saying, "Why is he still in the side?"
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm, I'm just I'm playing hoping. devil's
0: advocate. I'm just, having a, I'm, just, I'm just looking at it from you know both sides of the coin. And I would have expected Fabio Silva potential that if he started all these games, that he might have had more than three goals uh, by this point. Because mm. he does have good attributes to his game. And if he played 90 minutes most of the games and he'd got in those positions, then maybe he, had, maybe he hadn't. But what I'm saying to you is I don't think there would be any less um, of a, of pro- from a production point of view than what, what we've seen from Raul so far.
1: Well, I'm not croaking anymore. I've got rid of that. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah, he's... Um, you know, Rowler's banked up the good favour with Wolves fans, hasn't he? For, for good reason. He's been pretty good for a number of years now. Uh, everyone knows how talented he is, he, how important he is to the side. And Fabio, one, has had the time to do that. Two, is still 19 years old. So, um, although there's massive differences in the context between the two players, I totally agree that had it had this been Fabio... You're right, fans probably would be saying, you know, we need a change to start Huang up top or whoever it is, you know. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not sure this was the direction you were going to go in, but I'm going to put it out there that I'd be tempted to give Fabio uh, potentially a start and certainly more minutes in the next few games.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Um, I really would, particularly leading up to January. uh, I'd be, I'd go as far as saying I'm tempted to, I'd be tempted to start him against Watford.
0: Really, wow! Yeah, I really would instead um, of Raúl with Raúl. Instead, really, wow! Yeah, yeah.
1: not not because um, although I'd be
0: stunned if that happened. So would I. So but, would I. Yeah. But I, I get what you're trying to say. Go on. So would I.
1: I, I you right. know, actually, it would be an interesting tactic to see him playing alongside Raúl as well. So you know, if Bruno felt that playing a five in midfield, or, the, or rather the three centre midfielders, was, was a a good Choice again against Watford, then I probably would say, yeah, let's let's play Raul and Fabio together and see what they can do. Um, But if he if he goes with the three up top, the three four three, I'd be tempted to to give Fabio a start for a number of reasons. One, um, Raul's not quite at it, and that doesn't mean that I want him to be dropped because I think it's obvious that he you know he's a a pretty much banked on starter for for good reason, regardless of his form. Um, But that is a reason in in itself. Um, Two, particularly coming up to January. Whether it's time for him to potentially go online, whether they're going to look at that as a possibility, do you give him an opportunity and see what he can do? Three, it's well not only see what he can do, but see whether he's ready. I think playing starting in a Premier League game again. I know he had plenty of starts last season, but that was all, almost in you know very uh, extreme circumstances. Give him a, I think, give him a go, and particularly the limited minutes he's had, he's had virtually nothing. Starting, he probably won't make it past seventy odd minutes with his fitness anyway, because sure. he's not played many minutes. Um, I'd start him. Uh, do you if think it's need more to, make a change. to
0: see him against, in the FA Cup though, at home to Sheffield uh, yes. United? It seems like that's a, a perfect game to to play him and see what you can do. And if you're gonna, if if you are at it and you are interested, you do score a couple or have a good performance, then you're going to be used a little bit more than you are at the moment.
1: I certainly think that's the game they will start. I said this last week on the on the podcast as well, that I think Wolves's exit from the Carabao Cup definitely hurt his minutes. Um, yeah, I think you're bang on. He'll, he'll definitely start that game if he's at the club, certainly. But I I really would be tempted. I really would. Particularly with the amount of games there are at the moment. Wolves are playing two days later, after the Boxing Day game, away at Arsenal, in a game that you're going to want to start rattling. I, I'd be very tempted to, to start him against Watford. Um, it's a bit of an experiment. It's a bit of a... Uh, a little bit of a risk, particularly in a game that Wolves want to be winning. Um, but for a player that you know cost thirty five million pounds, I'd be tempted to take that risk and play him. And we know, we know he's talent. We know he, know he's got talent. We know he's a good finisher. He's nowhere near the similar type of player to Rally. He's a very different striker. He wants to be in and around the box. He's almost. Uh, I think I likened him on this podcast before. And in terms of style, uh, similar to Gary Lineker, who would just. Sit in that six-yard box and we'll just feed off scraps, find find space somewhere, find a, a run, find a little scrappy ball and get a goal. Gary Lineker was one of the best ever at doing that. And I think that's a very similar player to what he is. And he likes to run in behind as well. He's not going to come and hold the ball up. So he's very, he's very different. Maybe playing them together, him and Raul, would work. But it depends, obviously, on the, on the formation.
0: Be careful, Liam. You're going to get these... Uh... These these internet guys writing a little story saying com- Liam Keen compares Fabio Silva to Gary Lineker, and it's going to be the top of the news now, and then you're going to get absolutely slated for it.
1: Yeah, all five clicks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get, um, like I give them monkeys.
0: Yeah, look with with obviously the Huang injury, you'd have thought helps Fabio Silva and the chance he's got to play. And with Trinkau, you know, vis- visibly struggling as well, may, maybe maybe he he's going to get a chance what i would suggest is that i want my best team or best 11 to be playing against watford because that's in the next three games that looks like the most winnable on paper at home boxing day early kickoff a nice little couple of run you know nice little couple of games run now confidence is pretty high you need to get your best striker scoring playing and fabio silva if you remember well obviously there when when Raúl. Um, the devastating injury away at Arsenal last year and Fabio came on for him actually Fabio had a really good game at Arsenal and I know Bruno is one for not one for for past uh, performances etc but he's probably got a good feel of, of playing there at the Emirates because he knows that he played very very well and I wonder if he did need to rest them in this in this you know saying that rest you know 26th, 28th. It is only a couple of days, but they have got a bit of a break to Man United. But if he did want to give Raúl a bit of a rest, and and maybe he hadn't performed as well as he'd hoped against Watford, that maybe that might be the game to bring Fabio in, with the, you know, with with bringing and then, and then resting him and then playing Raúl, maybe coming off the bench for half an hour and ready to go for Manchester United on the third.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's a bad point. I've also got to mention that Fabio's just had COVID as well, hasn't he? Sure. Um, so it's important to know that it's. Depends on the training time he's had and uh, and all that. It, it, it might We're be been healthy boys though, aren't they? Yeah, of course, course. In, It's
0: not like they're going to be struggling. Like, is that, is but that like, might that will, might, stop a like yeah, might stop yeah. him. like willy Bolly, but yeah, might stop him for Watford. Yeah, which but, which I
1: think we both said is probably unlikely anyway. It's, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, just to make that point as well, just because uh, it probably is unlikely, but I, I, I'd still be tempted. I think it's a good point. Yeah, um, the, the problem is I sort of sort of the way I look at it is that you. You go in against Arsenal. And you probably want to play your strongest yeah. because of, because they're obviously stronger than Watford. Yeah. At the same time, you're right. The Watford game is the the one you want to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can win that, as you, as we said after Chelsea, three good results, then Brighton, Chelsea, Watford, go into United or Arsenal United with a with a well a renewed confidence, hopefully, but also a, a bit of a a bit of a you know license to. Slip up is that, a, is that a nice way of saying you know you, you've got an yeah. opportunity to you've got an opportunity to if you do lose it's not the, you know, it's not the end of the world because you've almost banked the points beforehand. Sure. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I don't see him starting any of the games, if I'm honest. Fabio, I don't see him starting any of them. Um, i would be really w- will be shocked if he does, but I do think there has to come a point where he, he, do, he does need more minutes and does need an opportunity. Uh, whether that is Sheffield United, and I think that would be the game uh, in, in the FA Cup. But we've got 20... to get to that game before. With him still at the club, you know that if they if they think it's um, right to let him go on loan, he might not be there.
0: Twenty-three million pound loan secured, Liam. So does that mean that uh, Wolves are going to sign twenty-three million pounds worth of players in January? Surely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's been. Uh, I think. Um, yeah, some people need to just make sure they read through everything probably. I yeah, think to
0: explain explain what's gone on and, and and what that means going forward.
1: I think for, to be fair, the most most the majority of fans got it. There was. Uh, and, and uh, there was obviously a bit of discussion for some that didn't get it and some would sort of explain how it worked etc uh, I did see one uh, sort of Wolves news account which I've never actually seen this account before it was quite a small account saying that sort of <laughs> quoting me saying that, um,
0: oh, that, that, guy. That,
1: that that Liverpool have paid £23 million extra because they didn't pay enough for him the first time or something I was like well, you've not read that right so um, yeah just for any anyone concerned or confused um, so basically, Wolves have taken out a loan with a bank. I'll, I'll do it in a sort of layman's terms because I'm not a business expert either, so it had to be explained to me. Um, Wolves have taken out a loan with a bank, which is around about £23 million, and that's been secured against, It's the, that's the phrase they use, secured against the final two instalments for um, Jota's, sale, Jota's sale to, to Liverpool. Um, so essentially, Wolves are getting those two instalments now from the bank, So they've got the money now and don't have to wait for the money from Liverpool, which isn't coming until July next year and then July the year after 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once those installments do come in from Liverpool, the money just goes straight to the bank and it repays it. Um, So that's basically it. So uh, I've been told from the people I've spoken to that it's not to read into it as a, you know, Wolves are preparing a... um, you know a a war chest a january transfer war chest or some transfer kitty that they're going to put together it's it's a very common thing that football clubs do uh, and it's all to do with cash flow so for anyone who understands business and again <laughs> i'll stress i'm not a business expert um you know cash flow is is, is important to, to run the business make sure it doesn't go under most companies don't go under from issues with profits to do with managing cash so it's just a cash flow issue, you know, managing you know, the organisation and running of the club and all the different uh, expenses that come with that basically. Uh, and that's how it's been described to me. And as I say, it's a, it's a, it's a very common thing that, that clubs do. Um, so uh, Wolves, with the same uh, firm, took out a 50 million loan in 2019, um, secured against future TV uh, revenue payments from the Premier League. Because they were going to come over a, a certain number of time and then obviously with pa- uh, over the year and with the, the pandemic, it was a difficult time. So they got the money in early, and then they just repay it with when the money does come in. Basically, um, so it's yeah, it's very common, and it's there's not really any sort of major risks with doing it. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's uh, it doesn't mean that the Hawks are going <laughs> to you know are going to go splash out on the, on a load of players. You know, we'll, we'll wait and see when January comes, but this is you know virtually unrelated.
0: Any player on your January wish list? A little, little late Christmas present, a little belated Ooh. present. Uh, Any specific player you think might improve Wolves? Who, who uh, is a realistic target out there in the world of football, Liam? Anyone?
1: Now you've put me on the you've put me on the spot here. I've got to try and dive into my extensive football knowledge of European football now and pick a an name.
0: Clicks some Championship manager <laughs> pick out
1: a name out of nowhere for you um, I quite like that Rafa Silva who's over at uh, Benfica yeah and Bruno's worked with him before yeah Got actually Bruno worked with him and got him to his sort of best form really in the last few years was playing under Bruno at Benfica could be tempted by him but it's a forward. Do we really? Don't really need a. It's not. You know, it's not. Well, major, maybe. Well, maybe. Not a major I mean, on the wish list, good, is it? I
0: think maybe they do need a forward, Liam. To be honest, I mean, if the if the defense continues to play the way that they do, then 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 maybe it's the uh, at least till the end of the season. It's where his goals are going to be the most important thing.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. It's just you don't also don't don't know to overload it. You have got Pedro Neto coming back. It's difficult. It's difficult. you, know, you don't know what. Plan well, let's talk he's about Pedronetto.
0: Like, you know, you say he's coming back. What's the latest on him? And I'm sure Bruno's going to get asked this in his press conference. Is the press press conference today? Is it? Or is it tomorrow? Bruno's press conference. It is today. It is yeah, today, indeed. Today. Um, I'm going to. He's going to keep on getting asked about this because they've made um, predictions of when he's going to be back, and that he's training, and then he's, you know, we seem training potentially training at Compton, and then he's back in Portugal, and he's back here, and then he's back there. I mean, if if the mid-January return, which I think was the latest, the the, the latest update. Unless, and you can correct me if I'm wrong Liam that he's still on track for a mid-January return he's got to be he's got to be in and around that squad pretty pretty soon for me I would have thought because two to three weeks to build him up and you know getting him in full contact getting him in training getting him at least an under-23s game I would expect if not two and then integrating him back in the squad maybe I'm wrong but but in these, I would expect something's got to happen pretty quickly or, or, or a promising update that he's back in full training within the next week or so I would have thought if you want a mid January return.
1: Mm. You would like to think so. You certainly would. Um we, we're getting almost sort of mixed messages a little bit because speaking to to Bruno, we you know we were given mid January. Um I sort of followed up on that fairly recently about him being on track and I was told, yeah, everything's on track. Um and then there was a sort of little tidbit that he sort of put out there, Bruno, uh, following that, you know, fairly recently to say that um, so almost suggested that he may be sort of in training by mid January, mm. um, and he and he made a you know a, a point of saying back playing in mid January before. So we're almost a little bit in the dark by this, which you know is not a great is not a great um, answer from he's, me he's <laughs> to playing, be honest.
0: Playing in mid January and training in mid January, there's a month he's, apart there for me. Exactly, mid uh, uh, January yeah. mean, means means a return in mid February. So maybe that's something that. That uh, I'm not telling you what to what to, what to ask Liam, but uh, maybe <laughs> something maybe if he if he has got some firm information, then I'm sure that we might get an update potentially later today. Hopefully,
1: um, it's yeah. As I say, it's almost um, he's key, almost... Though, isn't
0: he? I mean, and, and we keep going on about it, but he is key to this team, and I feel that a uh, Pedro Neto's fit, who's ready to go, who's going to be chomping at the bit to play, uh, kind of transforms this side from a from a game flow point point of view, and also. Not putting too much pressure on his shoulders because he wasn't prolific when he played, but just creating chances and giving other people a space and, 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 and more of a threat as a team he improves them you know three or fourfold for me I
1: totally agree I think the the word for for him is to to describe him is direct isn't it he's very very direct once he gets the ball runs out players gets into the box makes things happen um super player really really good player so he'll add um and, and again Similar to what Bruno has said about his four wingers, um, I think Neto uh, to, to become the fifth is very different to the rest of them as well. So I think they are all different in their own in their own styles and own uh, and, what, and what they can offer. So so yeah, it's it's you know it's great to to have a player like him in and around it. Hopefully, uh, as soon as possible, and then and then vying for a uh, for a starting spot because he's a, he's a top draw player. I think he. Um, I think Wolves would have been in danger, and this is just speculation on my part. Wolves would have been in danger of some interest in in, in some if he didn't pick up his injury because he was having a real good end to the season. Well, a good season overall, but a real good end of the season certainly.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm going to leave a couple of segments that we've got. I'm going to leave them for our for our New Year slash Christmas podcast because um, we, we, we've talked a little bit in depth about about a couple of people. And I want to get onto the questions because the questions at Christmas, you know, people people enjoy a little bit of a. A little bit of a debate. So I'm going to go on to them, Liam, before we preview the game against Watford, if that's okay with Let's you. Let's do it. let it. For do next it. Week. We're going to be we're going to be hopefully podcasting next Thursday as normal, which will be the January the 30th. So that'll be in between the Watford win and the Arsenal win. Uh, so oh no, you know what it'll be? no, it'll be after the Arsenal <laughs> no, a- win, after, after, the, after Arsenal the Arsenal win. win, and before the Manchester United win. Perfect. We'll have it. We'll have it there for you. Um, okay, here we go. Do you like my little? Picture by the way, little elf on the shelf.
1: Well, the the picture you tweeted out. Yes. Yeah, it was um, back in the day, ha- two, haunting years me, ago. haunting was, uh, me in my nightmares last night.
0: Haunted you, haunted Spears for for, for years, <laughs> for years after that. How I got him in that Santa costume, I, I, I do not know. But uh, yeah, we had a budget back in those days, so hence the <laughs> rosy cheeks. Uh, right, okay, let's have a look. Rich Martino uh, asks if. Afcon is cancelled. Do we need a centre back? I think midfield is still a priority, but striker is now second priority, if not first. Even if it goes ahead, I think we may be waiting for till the close season. If money is tight as it seems, may force a change to 4-4-2, which could benefit long term. I mean, just just to start before you uh, go in here, Liam. I think as as far as I can see, there was some doubt about the Afcon and look i i'm stunned that it's going to go ahead and I think it's going to create all sorts of problems but unfortunately i think there's too much money in it now and and I believe that it's probably going to happen the ramifications of it i think are going to be potentially catastrophic but we've got to think at this moment in time that afcon will be going ahead
1: yeah the uh the African confederation president said recently that you know he's he's ready for football to be played he you know, it looks like it's on so um, which was obviously surprising, considering some of the quite strong reports to say that it was it was due to be cancelled. Um, and you know, it, it's always nice to see big football tournaments played, but I think you're right; it, it doesn't look great, does it? And, and particularly for for a lot of clubs um, and and, uh, and and their players, it's not just player welfare and safety you're like, concerned about, but you're also like, just missing the players in general, which the, the clubs are always going to moan about. Um, so yeah, just,
0: uh, I, just sorting dogs and my um, coffee fellow, apart from that, we're all good. Go
1: on <laughs> I did wonder what that noise was. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, with it going ahead, you have to wonder about centre back. You know, do they need one? I would still argue midfield probably more number one priority. I think for me, I can understand what you're saying with striker because I know oh, they went for a keeper more, didn't they, beforehand? Um, someone you could offer almost a plan B. I think I can see the the need for that potentially, but I, I wouldn't put it as a number one, and maybe not even as two. I'm, I'd be tempted to put centre back still just ahead of that. I know they're playing really well, but just in terms of depth, um, you know we don't know what's going on with Bolly. Hopefully we'll find out today. We're scared to come back still, so I know they've got players you can fill in but I, I just get a little bit concerned with the depth, and all it would take is one injury, I think, and they'd be they'd be in trouble. Um, do you think,
0: think they put Yerson Mascara into a, into a Premier League game from nowhere? I, I'm, I, I'm not too sure. Whether, I think they're going to handle him with, take baby steps with him. I think between now and the end of the season, getting right for next season, really. But maybe I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, I. You're probably it, you're probably what's, what's right.
0: Mascara brought in to be from a developmental point of view and to. And to almost a bit like a Fabio Silva and ease him in a little bit and have him on the bench and, and have him in the Carabaos and the FA Cup. I'm not too sure whether they see, they saw him this season in, in playing regular Premier League football and I might be, I might be completely wrong there.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it would be, it was foreseen as, uh, you know, regular Premier League football but I think he certainly would have got a few minutes. Um, I can see him getting some minutes before the end of the season but probably not, maybe not when, starting.
0: When you say about midfield and looking at midfield, what are, one one thing that um i'd like to say Liam, is that what a good sign is that we saw bruno jordao on the bench against yeah. chelsea now could he be someone who who wolves might might lean on in the next in the next few months and, and could maybe bridge that gap
1: i i certainly can see him and potentially luke Condal being players that are going to come off the bench and help it during games I, i'd be surprised if they start any games okay um only because the experience is very limited and Premier is very difficult. And I think the three in midfield actually have done pretty well uh, recently. But if you're going to carry on playing a three, which I don't think Bruno will, but if you are, then you need to, you might need to start one of them because, you, you know, they can't play every single game every single minute. Yeah. Um, and also, just in terms of I think Bruno Jordal probably could do this. I need to sort of see more from him, but they do need a midfielder. I'll say it again: he just drives forward with the ball, carries it through the thirds. We'll play a one-two with Raúl. We'll whip it out out wide and get into the box. Uh, we saw Moutinho drive forward with the ball for the the disallowed Pedence goal against Chelsea, um, and it created a great opportunity. He Drove forward, played out to Marcel. The ball, the cross came in, and the, and, and, uh, and obviously the shot, um, the shot was uh, was bound So. Yeah, it, they need someone who's going to be able to do that. Um, I don't think they do it regularly enough. So that's why I, I really would um, sign. I really would. And you can have Jordan and, and Condal sort of on the fringes vying for minutes. You'll probably see both of them get some minutes at, against Sheffield United, I would imagine. Um, if Jordan's ready, of course, because you know he's only recently come back. So yeah, they, they, they need a sign in there for me. I think that, that's all, almost number one, I think, for me.
0: Okay, i um have to um, answer quick Questions a little bit quicker uh, from now because we've got about 15, 20 to get through. So we'll, we'll try and get through as many as we can. Uh, Amar's Music Show says, are the clubs scared to send Flavio Silva out on loan? If he goes on loan and flops, then his value will shoot down and we'll be the laughing stock."
1: Uh, I'm not sure scared is probably the right word. I I'd imagine they're probably, you know, a little bit apprehensive of it and they have to consider a lot of different factors for the right decision for the player and for the club. Um, and, the, you know, all the factors that we've discussed on here over the last few weeks about... You know confidence and and where somewhere he'd actually be able to play and, and things like that. So they've got to take all that into account. Um, I think it's fair to say that if they can replace him, it's certainly not off the table. It's not totally impossible. It will happen. I'm not convinced it it will, but I don't think it's impossible.
0: John Clark, with it being Christmas and ultimate time for treats, what's your favourite cheese?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. um I like, you know, I do like a good brie.
0: Oh, yeah, I like a good, good, good brie. Uh, you, good bit of brie on a... Have you tried this? Brie on a digestive biscuit?
1: I haven't, but it sounds oh, horrendous. Delicious.
0: Salty and sweet. Ah, oh, yeah.
1: Sounds rank. Um, I, I, the other day I had a camembert. I do like a good bit of camembert.
0: Yeah, similar. So you like a soft cheese?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I like all cheese. I'm not going to lie to you. I love any cheese.
0: There's... Um... There's a lovely Wensleydale with apricot in that I'm, I'm partial to, or cranberries. That that's delicious. Very, very good. I've had one
1: with cranberries in before, actually. Yeah, good stuff.
0: Uh, to be honest, I do, I do like and sorry, it's not very posh, but I do like a bit of borsin. Not surprised. Yeah, I do like a bit of <laughs> I do like a bit of borsin from time to time. And by the way, a high protein snack for those of you who like to work out and um, need a little bit of a treat between meals. Uh, a baby bell with some pecans is a lovely a lovely little snack to have before before meals or in between, just to let you know. I do like a good baby bell as well. You like a good baby bell. bell. Oh yeah. Linda's Lama, can you say a little bit more about Bruno's approach to improving players like Cody and Ike Nori as reported in the ENS earlier this week?
1: Well then. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's you know, obviously I'm up there on the training ground, so I'll have to, you know, give out what i what I take and what I ask and, you know, the, the, the ideas that, that Bruno sort of sort of gives us. And I think a lot of it is playing a higher line, being more aggressive in the duels, being quicker um, to the players. And also a lot of it is on, on, to the opposition, that is. And a lot of it is on body position as well. So speaking to Bruno recently about, um, you know, he, he, he I think he quite likes fast centre-backs. And I think it's fair to say that none of his current back three are particularly fast. Um, but what they are doing and what they're getting around that issue with is the positioning and the timing of their runs to, to get to an opposition or get to the ball. And that's what the the timing and positioning is crucial. So I think that's been a big thing he's improved. But you look at Cody as, as an example from the question. Um, he's much higher of up, up, up the pitch now in general in terms of the starting line. Um, he's quicker and more aggressive in his interceptions and his duels. Uh, and that... I think has been is what's helped him impress more recently. I think for him specifically, and then with eight it's you know it's it's. I think the overall defensive game with him needed improving. Um, again, a lot of it's body position, particularly uh, opening your body up. Um, so, uh, if a, a wing back or a full back is too square on, that's how they get. You know, done down the wing quite mm. quite easily. So he opens, opening his body up a bit more now, and sort of anticipating the runs and going with them. And um, yeah, I think I think he's done a pretty good job. I think you have to Bruno. That is, I think you have to give him the credit he deserves. With you know, he's working with what he's got, and I think he's done a pretty good job at making them a, a solid outfit.
0: Uh, Gail, we'll answer your question next time because um, I've got a little segment uh, planned. Steve Brown, do you think? There's any truth in the story of a 38 million pound January bid from Chelsea for Ruben Neves. Uh, my player of the season today, he says. Tell them to go and swivel.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, the rumour mill's starting, isn't it already? I like um, swivel.
0: Good, good word, swivel.
1: It's a good word. Yeah, mm. good word. Mm. Um, well, it's difficult to say. First of all, uh, because the the rumours in football are rife. Look at the. I think. Look at the. The context and nuances of the question. Um, I'd be massively surprised if Chelsea splash out on a centre midfielder. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they've got a lot of cover in there, one. Two, and particular, their system they play as well, they tend to play two. Um, And two, if they do offer £38 I don't think that's going to be anywhere near what Wolves are going to accept for him. It would take a lot more than that. Uh, He's under contract until 2024, top of my head, I believe. Um,
0: Wolves have got a plethora of midfield options though, Liam <laughs> Yeah, of course they do
1: Yeah, Look, um, I, I don't think it would take I think it would take a lot more than 38 <laughs> to, uh, For them to, to even consider it So um, I would
0: say that with, with the, the current financial situation Where they would be, where it would leave the squad You would have to think that And it's not going to happen You'd have to double that for me For them to even consider them getting rid of uh, Ruben in, in January
1: I think you're right, yeah. I in think January be, I, is what I'm, I'm saying. Just about to say, yeah, it, particularly in January, considering, as you say, the, the squad situation. Oh, yeah, I don't think it, that's really anywhere near enough.
0: The Wolfpack, out of Johnny Otto, Neto and Yerson Muscara, who can you see available to be playing and back from injury on January the 15th? Uh, I'll answer that. None of them uh, <laughs> will be available straight after the 15th. I can, I'm pretty pretty confident about that. But you you would say, uh, we've talked about Neto, uh, Muscara, I think, you know, obviously it's going to take some time. Johnny Otto, any any update on him and when you think we might we might see him taking tentative steps that I guess would be a similar time than what it happened what, what happened last year around this time.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I asked recently on that and we were sort of trying to, to, to figure out because it's it's a little bit quiet on him. Um so he he started sort of running again, he's on the grass again, um, and he's been going into the meetings uh, with the squad and the defenders and stuff, so he's sort of getting himself integrated back into um, the, the preparations for games and things like that. But he's he's not in, as far as I'm aware, right now. I don't think he's in uh, team training at least, anyway. Which obviously would be a big step, and that would be that would be him potentially three four weeks away from coming back. I don't think he's there yet, um, but he's you know he's back um, on the grass, as far as I'm aware, uh, from from who I've spoken to and, and speaking to Bruno about it as well, um, which is good news, I think. Um, because we've virtually had two years without him now. You have to remember how good a player he is. He's a real good player, and it. I think um, it's going to be difficult for him after the injury he had, and, and obviously the reoccurrence of that injury. But he's got to If he can come back in, he's back in and, and start playing again. I think he's a, a massive asset.
0: Look, I mean, and I, I, haven't, I haven't got this. You know, this isn't gospel by any means, but. From my point of view, if I'm nursing Johnny Otto back after the devastation of these two ACLs, and you've got Marcel, and you've got Ryan Aignori doing a really good job, I would I would really be aiming for. And again, this isn't I, I haven't got this from anyone of Johnny to be the the main thing for me would be for Johnny to be fit and available for pre-season next season, and. I'm not saying not playing any action this year, and I'm sure he will play some first-team action, but for me, no timeline, no specific game target, no, you know, just you sort yourself out, get comfortable, and most importantly, have weeks and months of getting fit and playing on the training field, and maybe playing a few minutes here and there, playing for the 23s, and, and getting just the movement back and getting that confidence back in yourself and your body, Knowing that you've got cover at this moment in time, knowing that Wolves are are not going down, they're probably not going to be in the top six. Okay, maybe if they're in and around seventh or eighth at the end of the season, they maybe have to reevaluate it. But there's no pressure for Johnny Otto to return at any time this year.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's fair, to be honest. You you know, you've got Marcel Lake Nori. I think that's. um...
0: If he is great and if he's ready to go great. But I don't think there's going to be any push from Wolves to get Johnny Otto ready. I think the main push will be for him to be available and fit and ready in 100% for pre-season, starting pre-season next year and being the the club's main left-wing back, left back going into 2022-2023 season.
1: I think that's probably quite a smart way of doing it as well, particularly because of how he had the injury, which is a major injury in itself, and then it broke down again not long after. Uh, You you have to be careful. So yeah, I think that's that's a pretty fair... Um, and probably a sensible way way of doing it. You know, potentially give him a few minutes this season if it's possible. But um, yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Imagine how, how big how big a, an addition an asset he'll be when he does come back as well.
0: And just been around the dressing room, Liam, and been around because he you know he is a very infectious character, and I think people I think you need that a little bit more. Um, with Wolves, I think you know, there's one or two big characters there, but Johnny Johnny is great to have around the dressing room. He's great to be there, and he's happy because he's going to be contributing as well. You know, just just being on the training field. But yeah, I don't think there's any pressure whatsoever there from 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 me. I don't think from from Wolves probably.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and um, you, you talk about the characters. Neto's similar as well, isn't he? He's a big character. Those will always help. Having them in the building, having them in training, having them around the dressing room even if they're not playing uh will, will always help and uh, yeah i think he's a he's he's he, i i genuinely i think i think there was a time particularly before his injury that johnny was the best left back slash left wing back outside of the top six clubs uh, yeah. for me i thought he was he was that good so if you can get him back in yeah. and he's still a good age isn't he john i think off the top of my head i forget is he what 28ish
0: maybe yeah totally yeah um, but, so but yeah. there's the there's problem that you've got, and you've got to be, like I say, very, very careful, and that's why I think just 27, 27 actually. Sorry, 27, he's, okay. he's 28 in March. so you go. So, <laughs> so um, but the main issue for me, and, and why it's different to everybody else, is that you know let let's let's, let's be fair here. He's one serious injury away from from looking potentially at a career threatening injury because if he does it again and, and look for Touchwood again, but you know there's obviously weaknesses there, and you need to build up that strength, but. That's why they've got to be so, so, so careful because, um, you know, everybody will be on, on eggshells and that's you know, fingers crossed and pray to God that he will be okay. But you've got to be so, so careful because you, you can't have another long-term setback with him.
1: Bang on. I can't, I can't add any more to that, to be fair. I think that's bang on. Um, yeah, getting ready for next season, I think, is, a, is probably a smart way of doing it.
0: Super grand. what's your favourite Christmas joke? Kino, I'll leave it to you first. <laughs>
1: Come off! I've got nothing.
0: What?
1: Look, I. You know, you know, my kind of hilarious comedy is almost, you know, sort of. uh, You've got no joke. You haven't got a
0: Christmas. Just give me a Christmas cracker joke. Any joke?
1: Look, no look! I don't. I'm not like a. It's not a constructed, you know, comedy. Mine's a off the cuff, hilarious, jumping. You know, it's all situational comedy. So Tommy Cooper wise, yeah. I've got yeah. I've got got nothing for you. I'm afraid.
0: Not even a gym. I'm not
1: even gonna try either. Uh,
0: <laughs> did you hear did you hear about the one about the two TV aerials that got married? No. The the wedding was terrible, but the reception was fantastic.
1: Tumbleweed.
0: That was quite good no no Reception. it was alright right. TV aerials yeah I, get on, it. yeah I get it you know ha- on, when man. you have to
1: explain it it doesn't quite it loses his luster a little bit well I
0: don't, I don't want to I'm trying to explain it to you I mean you don't know what bloody home alone is so I'll start I'll start explaining oh, jokes I to I you as well now do I is. come on oh. I got it it just wasn't great ah oh, bring back Nash uh, well, <laughs> I say, uh, wow is the, is the Moroccan Maldini getting a new contract
1: that's a good question I'd, I'd give him one I think everyone would wouldn't they right now he's in pretty good form I mean I'm sure there'll be a contract offer on that table sure I'll he? be surprised yeah I yeah. think he's, at, he's still at what is he 30s off the top of my head? so mm-hmm. I think there's 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 another contract in it it's not going to be a five year contract but there's another contract in it I think
0: for me have you seen the guess who with him and, and I did um, it, yeah it was good it was later. good
1: yeah it was funny actually it was good he's good value in he I mean he, he is, really yeah. is good
0: value he enjoys enjoys his life, plays with a smile on his face but off the pitch he's a joker as well i like it I do Good like lad. it. Good okay, very quickly, Northern Wolf, few questions. Agree or disagree? Pork over turkey.
1: Oh at Christmas, no. In general, probably, yeah.
0: Mash over roasties.
1: No, roasties. No, really. no,
0: no. Parsnips over carrots. Ooh, tough one. Uh just, yeah, just. Yes, I agree, I agree. I don't I don't think it's close. Stuffing over everything.
1: Not over everything, but it has to be there. Ah.
0: Big fan of stuffing, mate. Like. No, I love fan. stuffing,
1: but the number one for me uh, this might be a question, I'm going to ruin it. But the number one for me is pigs and blankets done,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Pigs and blankets are decent to be fair, it's just very high calories and high fat. It's like, Christmas, man, get over yourself. You can have a high protein, low fat meal at Christmas, you know. I mean, you've got your white turkey, you've got your vegetables there, okay, a little bit of gravy, let's not go crazy, but. You know, and you, you know, okay. Don't have potatoes as well. Too much, too much of a carb. But you can still have a decent meal. Come on, are you telling me you're not
1: having potatoes on Christmas Day? I
0: won't be having potatoes, no, mate. It's too, too many carbs kicking around. Uh, no, not you can't even let you have. You, I can't
1: even speak on that. Disgusting. <laughs> can you not even let yourself have one day?
0: I'll have some. Um, I'll have some cabbage. Cabbage is nice. Oh, come off some it, cabbage. red cabbage. It's no? rancid, mate. Disgusting. What? what?
1: Get over yourself, man.
0: What are you are talking about? Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll go crazy and have a little bit of dark meat. Is that okay? <laughs> I do like anything. a Christmas pudding, though. I do uh, like Christmas I, I pudding. I don't, to be fair. I don't. Do you not? I've got a box of cream. biscuits
1: right next to me right now, and I'm staring at them as I'm recording this podcast. Look, it's Christmas. I've got to enjoy myself.
0: I've got wag treats, fish fingers, and chips, which are Baloo's favourite. So, oh, Boogie, do you want a treat? Here we go. Oh, what a lucky pup! What a lucky pup! Okay. Anyway, wow. Dog interlude. Here we go. Uh-oh. Oh yes, more Lingard in on loan? Question mark. Yes, but it's not going to happen.
1: Yes, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> Pri- go.
0: Prioritize prioritize center midfield over center back. Uh, uh. Yes, just. Pedence over Triorian and Trincao.
1: Right now, yes.
0: FA Cup run over top ten finish.
1: Oh, that's a tough one. I'm
0: if, if I can if I can guarantee a final. If I if I can guarantee no, a I'm, fi- I'm, I'm guaranteeing you. I'm guaranteeing you a semi final. Okay, semi final. But can I caveat and, and and
1: that and say they're not going to be top ten, but they'll be eleventh.
0: No, you can no. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you top fourteen. And mm. a guaranteed semi final, but you but you can't you can't say who the opposition are going to be. Okay, I'm taking it. So I'm, you're taking it. I'm taking it, 14th I'm taking in it. the semi final. Yeah, semi final's at Wembley, it. I assume again.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, it should be. Yeah, I'm like it.
0: Wembley day, out day You want you want to stay shade Jude or London, don't you? That's what you
1: want really. <laughs> for once. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I love it. I think FA Cups a great mm. competition. I want Wolves to have a run in it. I think they. I think that'd be great for the fans. And uh, and you're telling me the top four things they're not in danger of being relegated. Yeah, I'll take it.
0: Yeah. Rob, we've, asked, we've talked about Christmas movies. Uh, what else? Um, if Wolf sold pizza, says Kev, what would you have on it?
1: So basically, what's my favourite pizza? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Pepperoni's a great pizza for me.
1: I, yeah, I do like it, but sometimes it can be a little bit, I don't know, a bit Sometimes it's, it's
0: not greasy. You've got to have good peps. Actually, turkey pepperoni is actually quite good as well. Oh,
1: Christ. Um, <laughs> I'd have like a chicken, onion, Kind of pizza. chicken,
0: you've absolutely killed yeah. it already. A bit I bit mean, of bacon, maybe. Screams as well. of 2 a.m. in a kebab shop, yeah. Getting t- chicken on a pizza, black oh, olives. You'll be having sweet you'll corn just... on it next.
1: Oh, no, I don't. Oh, I mean, I'll have it. It's... I'll eat it a... if it comes with it, but I won't choose. that You've either. had a bad
0: podcast, you've had a bad podcast, this day as well Honestly, um, Matty, best Christmas Eve on New Year's Eve, Bender, you've been on. <laughs>
1: Oh no. <laughs> I saw this question and I had a story. I, was like, I totally forgot I was going to have to say this. Oh yeah, here we go. Um, come on, come it's, it's not that bad. It's just quite funny. Mm. Um, so it's, uh, well, in terms of just to tick off the Christmas Eve one, um, there's been plenty of, but n- not really any sort of major stories I can think of told me. There's just been a lot of going out and drinking. But uh, New Year's Eve, sorry, there is okay. a good one. There is a good one. So I was out with the misses, Load of. Uh, schoolmates and that this was maybe three or four years ago um and i ended up in a we didn't go out to well we went to a couple of bars pubs and we ended up in a um you a, a guy's a guy from school who we knew but sort of weren't massively friends with there was a load of people there from our school and we were there um in his garden He had, and he had his own pub in his garden oh nice uh, like it's very nice yeah, yeah yeah but it was real nice real cool um, sounds really cool,
0: yeah. Carry
1: on. Yeah, should it? whatever. <laughs> um, so we were there and we were getting like a load of free drinks from his you know, his dad's bar basically. Nice, nice. Um, and I had a sort of a, a, a very. Nice, so it wasn't, eclect- it wasn't
0: his bar, it was his dad's bar. Even, even cooler. Carry on, carry on. <sighs> whatever, loser.
1: Um, all right, granddad, calm down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I had a bit of an eclectic mix of drinks. So because I was just taking basically whatever I was offered. I was having like, you know, a can of John Smith's one minute oh, and then and then I was having like, you know, a glass of Prosecco the next minute. Oh was, no, Prosecco, not even like, like, champagne. Oh, okay, you know. whatever it was, I don't yeah. care. I'll just, just, just drink with If it
0: was wet and it was alcoholic, you were having it basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Um, basically, was very drunk, went home. Mm. Uh, this was when I was living with my parents still. Okay. Um, the missus was over, we went to bed. Nice. Here we go. <laughs> it's not what you think. Oh, um, my old bedroom, my parents' house, was at the front of the house. Mm. It was the bedroom very close, well, the, the closest to the bathroom. Um, in my drunken state, waking up after I'd already gone to sleep, for some reason, rather than going to the toilet, I opened my window. Oh, no. And I may or may not have thrown up
0: oh, out- outside no. the window.
1: <laughs> Um, at the front of the house
0: oh no Keen
1: my uh, unbeknownst to me while I'm you know passed out my dad is up and walking the dogs at about like seven in the morning no comes walks outside he looks up and it's just my sick all down the side of the house oh he shouts inside to my mom (laughs) say happy new year what, (laughs) what Say what's happened he's like he, he weren't happy yeah. um, he had to get a hose out and spray it all off
0: Jesus and
1: they and they had just had the facials repainted oh and I
0: you <laughs> your keen sick just glooping all over yeah. the ledges
1: Um yeah that, it, it was a proud moment but bad, fortunately bad moment. Bad moment for you I came down at what 11ish in the morning very hungover yeah um, because the missus were there with me, he sort of couldn't get really
0: that angry. Ah, uh, it's always good, mate. It's always good to have an ally with you, so they can't go <laughs> so, crazy. So he,
1: so I was sort of laughing about it to his face, and he, yeah, I could tell he were not very happy, but he was sort of smiling along. Um, yeah, pretty good times.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I guess you could describe it as good times, but oh, key now, yeah. What am I like, eh? What are you like? What are you like, mate? So that's not not good. You don't want to be chundering mate, on New Year. No chunder. Come on, mate. I, don't, I don't often
1: do it, but you know, it happened.
0: I'll be making some some, tequila, some special tequila cocktails on New Year's Eve. I'm, I'm, I'm on Cocktail Station, so if anyone wants to come from the podcast, and they're in London, they're more than welcome. I'll give you the address at uh, some other time, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> saying that, could well be bloody locked down? Oh yeah, let's true. I've let's, let's so got my let's birthday help. coming up. Oh yeah, was it 29th? 29th, mate. 29th, and you are? I will be 25. 25 years old. Incredible. Sorry. I guess I could. say I, could, I couldn't be your dad. Because, well, I could, but I've had to conceive when I was sixteen, so probably, probably not really, not really going to be dad's son situation. But oh, mate, were you going to do any, any any special plans for that? That's a that's a that's a shit birthday, mate. In between Christmas and New Year, that's a terrible time to have a birthday. You getting well, of Christmas slash birthday presents there at Christmas Day. They don't really bother me, to be honest. Really? Yeah,
1: I'm not, like yourself, not I'm mean, a materialistic man. I'm just, oh, just like, I'm all over material. I'm a <laughs> material girl. <laughs> well, you know, as long as I've uh, you know got the loved ones around me, who cares? Um, and then some uh, some cash on a new wolf shirt, hopefully. Oh, um nice. <laughs> No, I'm, uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to go, well, provided we're not locked down or in tight restrictions, we're just going to go to the pub with a load of mates and sort of go with the flow. Uh, not got anything planned, really. Uh, in 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 stone you know as a bloke I don't really do that I just go with the flow man
0: yeah well you've got Arsenal mate as well to come so I don't want to see you hung over at uh, the Emirates please
1: well if you realise that my birthday's on the 29th oh, and the Arsenal's after. the
0: 28th well podcast then you've got the next day so don't yeah. come don't come screaming to me at, at 10 o'clock saying can we delay it till 2 that You'd poddy be, uh, no that, sympathy
1: that poddy on the 30th may be a struggle if, if restrictions aren't heavy it may be. But, you know, it's all in good fun.
0: Wolves against Watford, what changes are you making? Um, if they can win this game, Liam, and stick around that eighth, that eighth position and kind of strengthen, I mean, what what are they on now? How many points are they on now, quickly?
1: Ooh, 24th, top of my head.
0: Yeah, I mean, off the top of your head, I don't trust it, so let's double-check. I think you are right, though. 25. Twenty five. Sure I was wrong.
1: close, I was close.
0: It's, it's bizarre, isn't it? But you think that probably the cut-off point this year, I mean... Burnley in bottom three on 11. I know Wolves aren't going to go down, um, but you probably need another seven or eight points and you're probably safe for next year, which is which is great. Um, but if they can get to 28 and, and and kick around in that sixth, seventh, eighth spot again, and there's a little bit of a gap as well starting to open up between them. And I know that Leicester and Villa and Palace have all got a game in hand, but at the same time, if you can win and, and get that little run together, then then it's, I really think you can play with a lot of freedom. Against Manchester United and against Arsenal, very different to Liverpool and Manchester City for me. For me, there's there's a big gap between those two, and and the two that okay, difficult fixtures of course they are away from home, but I want Wolves to play a little bit more. I want Wolves to show a little bit more ruthless aggression, and I think that they can do that. But for me, that that can only happen if they go and beat Watford and get through Watford on on Boxing Day. And I think they poss- they definitely can. So, what would you like to see? Where do you think he goes? I'm going to say he's going to go back to Traore. I think we see Traore and, I keep on saying this, but I think we'll see Traore, Pedence and Raul up top. Do you think any different and and what changes would you make, if any?
1: That was what I was going to go with as well, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, even though I was talking about potentially bringing Fabio in, I think, um, you know, if you're going to treat it as the strongest, play your strongest eleven at home in a game you probably want to win, I think, yeah, you play that front three, I think. Um, there's always a concern in bring Trincao in um, but yeah I think you go with I think you go with those um, without those three at the top which means dropping a midfielder I think yep. you probably drop Dendonka um, I think you probably bring Samelo back in as well but other than yep. that with we, you know, we're still trying to figure out where he's going to be with his injury and obviously with Huang as well um, with that the case you probably yeah that, I think that's that's it I think you, you bring Semedo in and you bring Traore in for Dendonka and I think that's probably the two I would make and, and, and you stick with the rest of it and then you know reassess in that one day you've got off in between uh, you know the, the Arsenal game.
0: What for sort a of funny side aren't they I mean they come up with some crazy results like the uh, that, that ridiculous result against Everton the 5-2 they, they, they stuff Man United 4-1 but they're on the back of four defeats on the bounce Leicester City being 4-2 Chelsea being 2-1 okay no and Man City 3-1. Now, no disrespect to getting beat by the host three, by the way. So let's not read too much into that. All good sides. And, and I can remember a side losing three in the bounce as well before that with, with um, at the start of this season. But Brentford beat them 2-1 as well. So look, they're not going to have loads of confidence coming into this away game against Wolves. Saying that, they are a dangerous side. And with Ranieri there, they can. You know, They're very much a, a jackal and hide side. You want to catch them on a bad day. But if you don't, you're going to have to play well to beat them.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a good way of so they're almost a bit of an awkward side, aren't they? Because um, I think they actually did okay in the reverse fixture when Wolves won um, at the Vicarage. I think um, particularly in that first half, they they were quite good and, and Saar probably should have got a goal or two. Um, but they're a, yeah they're they're an awkward side. You, you, you don't know what kind of day you're going to catch them on, um, but they're in dreadfully poor form at the moment. Um, and that has to count for something. Also, you know, some people look at it and say, oh, it's got to change at some point, hasn't it? Um, but I think Wolves are a very good outfit defensively. I I'm not convinced by this Watford side going forward. Um by the looks of it as well, looking at, I think I think Sarn actually out at the moment for them. Uh I need to go through and yeah, it's kind of Dennis check, and Josh
0: King, is it, you're gonna see. Yeah, they your main kind of threat up front, you'd have thought.
1: Yeah, yeah. They bring that uh Kuko or Cucho, however you pronounce it, that lad they bring in as well, who looks a you know a decent-ish player, but you know I'm not again not convinced by them particularly going forward. So, so the um, Wolves go on the
0: front foot here, Liam. Is it, is it is it more of an attacking? Do they do they press? Or so what what kind of style of play do you think uh, Bruno will 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 design to beat Watford? I think you
1: have to be aggressive. Um, press them high up the pitch. Press them aggressively. Win the ball back, and that's how you get the Wolves moling crowd. Um, on your side loud and when they're loud and at their best they drive that, that side forward um, I think you do that you play a trial rate, as we've already said um, and you go at them I've got there's no I, I don't think there's any other reason Wolves should play personally I think three midfield just and uh, not play an actual forward and any other reason why Wolves shouldn't be going at this Watford team you, not only are they you know lost four on, on, on the spin they're also four Fourth and bottom, and they're only two points from safety. Mm-hmm. Um, they played the game extra than Burnley as well, uh, who, are, who are third bottom at the moment. Um, you know they're not they're not in good form at all. They're not doing they're not doing well. I, I, again, I'll, I'll reiterate they're an awkward side. I think Ranieri has come up with some strange performances and and results for them, and I think he's actually a pretty decent manager to be fair, but. I think wolves should have way too much. Them, I, I personally think, and particularly with one or two of the injuries they may or may not have, or, or COVID, whatever the situation is, they should have too much.
0: Um, and if if Ryan at is available, would you play? Which one would you play? Or do you, you don't think he will be?
1: Um, it does I think it's unlikely. Um, when you say available, is he? You know, if he's had time to train and he's certainly over his issue and he's ready, and he's ready, ready to play not only fit to be in the squad but ready to play uh, I probably would play him I probably would um, and I pl- now i will play Marcel at, at Arsenal mm-hmm. but I think it's unlikely I think it's unlikely uh, and, and same with Wang I think we need to we need to wait for more on those two and I think yeah. it's, we're probably going to miss them if I had to sort of speculate and guess at least for the next couple of games potentially United as well um, just depends on, on the severity of the injuries
0: Kino, you've you've done fantastic this year. In your predictions? You've you've won a, <laughs> a grand total of zero shirts for the for the beautiful people. So let's make up. Let's give someone a little bit of a a late Christmas present because this is this is what people want. A lot of people are gonna be waking up to a beautiful brand new home kit, away kit, third kit, goalkeepers kit, infants kit, rattles, books. It's gonna be it's gonna be wolf-tastic for a lot of people this Christmas but you know there'll be there'll be a few that don't and if they can choose what they want then that would be a that would be a very welcome gift so I'm putting it into the hands of Mr Liam King to tell me exactly what the score will be Wolves against But I'll go first and then the main the main man will finish off this Christmassy podcast before he re-watches Home Alone 1 <laughs> uh, or at least the intro and outro okay and actually every every bit of music that, that plays throughout as well. I'm going to say it's going to be all the Hampton Wanderers are going to break this one streak. Two, I'm going to say Watford won. Say Watford get a goal to make it interesting. Wolves go 2-0 up by half-time. Watford pull a goal back to make it a little bit interesting, a little bit nervy. And uh, they they hang on for the three points. Liam Keane.
1: Well, I'm going to predict that they don't break this binary watch streak that they're on. Okay. And it's gonna be it's gonna be one nil wolves.
0: One nil wolves. One nil wolves. you we going for? You are gonna lock it in? Final answer. I've locked it in. Final answer. Oh, I like it. Okay. <laughs>
1: wow, oh. that was uh, that was an interesting. Up <laughs> I... the wrong answer. <laughs> I just cut you off there. I thought <laughs> I didn't have a clue what you were doing.
0: So it's so, like, who wants to be a millionaire, mate? It was a TV show. You probably no, no, I know, I know that.
1: But it was the way you did it. I was like, what? He just pulled these. Uh, you know These things are out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, we'll 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 leave it on that line, mate. So that was a great, oh, a great yeah, line I, did, to, I didn't mean that line. line. It, mate. Merry great, Christmas. You, you <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a great one. Thank you very much for listening to the Wolves podcast throughout the year. We really, we really love you, and we uh, we hope that, that you you know get everything that you wish for at Christmas and of course more importantly on Boxing Day and Points. For me, from me, have a great one. Take care. Bye bye.